Hello, Spokane, and welcome to another episode of Evo Real Talks here on KSBN Radio. <laughs> Coming to you from our home studio, we call it Studio L. Studio L. Studio L for oh, it's not living. It's not room. living room. Studio, studio D. D for the dining room. <laughs> That's right. Here we are. What are we talking about today, Jess? Well, we are going to talk about more economic stuff. Ooh, fun. I know. I think the thing is, is it, it sounds, Numbers. we try not to get too dry on this, but we're realizing it's just, there's so many things happening nationally right. that we you have to try and talk about housing and not talk about the economy it's at true. this point. It's true. I mean, last year everything was cool and nobody was talking about the economy right. other than it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And things are changing rapidly. So we're going to talk some numbers like, or some economics. Yes. And then we're also going to be talking about Short-term rentals. So these, specifically, we're going to be talking about Airbnb. Nationally, locally, we're going to talk about some, some of that stuff. We're going to do our numbers. And hopefully, at the end, we'll have a little bit of time to talk about your favorite subject, gardening. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say oh, okay. either, but I self-edited. So Okay, that's good. No, he, he really does love to garden. I do love gardening. And I appreciate that he gardens because then I get to cook with that fresh produce. I've been having salad almost every day for yeah. lunch because I have so much lettuce right now. You it's do. It's insane. Yeah. We, we should, should We should post a picture We should Facebook. post a picture. We will do that. We will post a picture. All right, Matt. So let's get into economics first. Can you can you tell us what's going on right now? What is nation? going on for economic perspective? Well, let's just talk a little bit. Uh, the National Association of Home Builders, NAHB for short. Okay. Uh, they do a market index report. And basically what that is, is they ask their members of the National Association of Home Builders okay. uh, to rate the market conditions for sale of new homes at the present time and into the next month. So this is like, how do the Home Builders Association, how are they feeling about the market? So that index rose in May. Um, and that's an important thing to to note that, mm -hmm. and it doesn't surprise actually with things starting to loosen and open up that the uh, Association of Home Builders would feel more positive. Sure, sure. Uh, moving into the future, it's a really important. It's really important to watch the housing industry, not just because it's what we do every day, right. but for the greater economy because it has a multiplier effect on the economy. And this is because when you build or you buy a house, you also buy from other businesses. Sure. Landscapers, furniture, carpet. Diff, you know, it, electricians. It, all yeah. of it's so critical. It's yeah. why people watch the housing market so closely. Sure, is because it is an indicator as to what the rest of the economy is going to do. Uh, so that was really uh, important. Now let's talk about housing starts and building permits. Now, why is this important? I love I love this housing starts. That's always been one of those phrases that I think is hilarious. It just means. Somebody started, started building. To build a build. Yeah, build a build. But and building permits are prior, right? So these are all indicators. Right. So building permits people watch because you pull a building permit before you start a house. Sure. So it's an indicator as to what's, what's coming, coming down the pipe. Yep. And then housing starts are like these are properties that are being built mm -hmm. and would will be available for people to move into or be on the market in the next six, six to nine months. Right, right. All right. So Census Bureau reported that housing starts fell in April thirty point two percent. This was following a decline of 18.6% in March. Sure. So that's a crap load of housing starts that didn't happen. So I know you're probably going to talk about this, <clears throat> but it will be interesting to see as as more and more people, like in our state, in Washington state, we're calling it phase two, phase three, phase three, or excuse me, phase four. And so it'll be interesting to see if those numbers bounce back really quickly. 
Yeah, it actually will be a really important number. So building permits, so that was housing starts. Okay. Building permits fell 20.8% mm -hmm. in April and following a decline of 5.7% in March, which makes sense too because things didn't get shut down till the middle part of March for most of the country or mm -hmm. late part of March. So you right. have all of these permits that were pulled right. in March that didn't get to start now until mm -hmm. May potentially. Um, so obviously, as you said, now that the real estate industry is reopened or reopening, it's going to be really important to see how housing progresses. Um, mm. Just kind of paying attention to paying attention to that. The one thing that is I think will be interesting is to watch existing home numbers. You know, will we see a massive headwind of existing homes coming on the market because people have been unwilling to put their house on the market for fear mm. of touring and those type of things? Sure. These are national numbers that we're right. looking at. Right. And um, so, uh, so that's some stats there. Let's talk a little bit about job losses. So last week the report came out. So this would have been two weeks ago's numbers because okay. it always lags by right. a week. 2.9, almost 3 million people filed for their initial jobless claims okay. um, two weeks ago. Last week's numbers two point, that came out just as we're recording this today on Thursday, 2.4 million um, and we're seeing a trend down. If you go three weeks back, it's 3.1, 2.9, So that's a good trend of fewer people that sure. are filing. Yeah. Uh, now let's, but let's talk about continuing claims. So those are people that have remained unemployed and continue to seek benefits rose from 22.3 million three weeks ago to 22.8 million two weeks, two weeks ago. And there's always a two week lag on that. So right. it went up for those that are continuing to search. Um, and this is really, the, the point of this, everybody's really big question right now mm -hmm. is what, what is this great, people are unemployed because they, everything is shut down. Right. How is this going to change in the next few weeks? Right, as things open up. Because we're at the end of May now. Right. Much of the country started to open up a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, those numbers are not necessarily indicative of a huge jump back into business. Yeah. Uh, the next thing on uh, far as far as economic report is fiscal aid. So last Friday, the fifteenth, the House released not its proposed, but it passed legislation for a three trillion dollar financial aid package. Mm -hmm. This is in addition to everything else that they've done. Right. Now we all know, and this was spoken before it even passed on Friday that. President Trump and the Senate said that they will not pass it. Mm. So it was dead in the water. But the important thing is that there's a negotiation process that has begun. Right. Unfortunately, uh, as each day goes by, small business owners are put under continued uh, financial stress with businesses being closed. And with political process, it probably won't be until June until something is passed. Uh, which leads me then to kind of the final thoughts that I have on okay. economics, which came from this week's Senate uh, Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs. So they had a hearing this week that was televised, or not televised, I watched it on Twitter, but <clears throat> you were Twitter it was pated? online. You were Twitter-pated with I was the definitely Twitter-pated with that part of the economy. So they were in, uh, it was a hearing with the Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell and the Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really care for his name, honestly. It's really difficult for me to look at, and I Mnuchin. shouldn't look at it. Just Mnuchin. Um, anyway, so this committee hearing, they're interviewing these guys and questioning them from all sorts of different angles. 
and really, I'm sure it was the committee that was really trying to form its opinions on what their position, because this is the Senate again, um, on how they might advise the Senate on looking at the House bill. Because you've got kind of these two camps. You've got a camp that says, get some money into people's pockets so that right. they can spend it, they can pay their employees, they can pay their rent. Right. And then you have this other part party, this other camp that's saying, well... The economy just needs to get going again. Right. We just need businesses to happen. And the right. challenge is, is that when you start to look at the data, even when people put the open sign up, the number of people that are walking into the restaurant right. is a fraction of what was happening before. Right. So even if they can open, doesn't mean they're going to make money. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to make it enough does, exactly, money. To exactly. Exactly. So there's the tension and the yeah. argument between the two camps. The really big concern uh, that was being discussed in this hearing was small businesses that are going to begin to, if they haven't already experienced it, serious issues of liquidity. So let's just talk about liquidity. I don't want to like use words that are hard for people to like wrap their head around. Mm -hmm. Are you liquid? You've heard that phrase before, even at least in the movies, right? Yes, absolutely. So liquid being, I've got cash right. to pay my bills. Well, a lot of businesses don't have the cash because their cash is tied up in inventory, That's their right. cash is tied up in the real estate, their cash is tied up in something. Mm -hmm. And if they're not selling stuff, then they're not liquid. Right. Well, liquidity... They can't, just, they can't just take money out of their savings account and deal with whatever situation right, they've got. Right, and probably can't get a loan because people are like, man, I'm not sure you're going to be in business. So that's right. where the liquidity issue is, and that's the argument on the side of let's give some money to people, mm -hmm. right? Payroll protection plan and the different SBA products, that was part of the purpose there. The bigger concern, so liquidity is going to have issue paying bills, rent, mortgages, employees, those kind of things. The bigger issue is that they tossed out a statistic that a very large percentage of small businesses cannot, they only have one or two months worth of reserve until they're unable to pay their bills, which quickly puts them in a position of insolvency. And insolvency is where not only can't I pay my bills now, yeah. but I can never pay my bills in the future, right. which means now bankruptcies are going to start happening and foreclosures potentially start happening. And a significant portion of small business owners start their business with a home equity line of credit on their yeah. house. Oh boy. And so these are the fears mm -hmm. um, that that people are having conversations around and it becomes this domino effect. Yeah. If if things go that direction, it becomes the domino effect. So on yeah. on a lighter side, yeah. I I think it's important. These are really high-level national conversations, and we can't ignore them. No. We can't ignore them because even in all our smaller market, we're impacted by the national side of things. But on the brighter note, the National Association of, of Realtors uh, shared last week at their mid-year conference, which was held remotely, of course, that Boise, Idaho is projected to be the number one market in the nation to recover. Mm -hmm. Spokane, Washington is number two. That's amazing. Um, so, and, and I will say that we haven't necessarily felt the downturn like a lot of markets potentially have. And in listening to some of the big executives like the Redfin CEO who tracks massive online data, I'll be interested to see what Realtor.com has to say, is people in big cities mm -hmm. are saying, huh, cost of living here is super yeah. high and I've been working at home for the last two exactly. months. Exactly. Where can I live for half the price mm -hmm. and still have my high-paying job yeah. from Seattle or New York City or, wow, Spokane, Washington? They had 400 cases? We had 400 people dying an hour for a while. <laughs> well, and actually, this is interesting because I did see a headline. I have to admit, I did not, I did not go to the headline, but it was something about Facebook um, basically saying, fine, you can move. 
because you, I know you want to do stuff virtually, but we're not going to pay you as much if you move to a different area. And that will be a really interesting <laughs> thing because up until this point, many employees that I've known that have moved from bigger markets right. have been able to negotiate the same salary right. because they're doing the same work. Right. And when um, employers catch an opportunity for themselves, because <laughs> here's the thing, those employers are on the hook for 10, 15, 20 year leases Yes. That if all of their employees don't come into the office, awesome, they don't need the space, but they're on the hook for the space. That's so correct. They're going to have and to figure out ways to... Here's the reality, and this this just keeps going through my head as I hear as I hear even the big CEO for big real estate companies go, yeah, I understand my people want to work from home, and I am totally cool with that. However, I still have to pay my lease, and then when I'm talking to my the person who I'm leasing it from, that, that property manager is also feeling the pain because as the different tenants feel the pain, then they feel the pain. It, it is what Simba would call or Mufasa would call the circle of life. We are all connected. Yeah. Everything is connected. Business starts, you know, or excuse me, uh, housing starts, right? You got to have the appliances. You have to have the electrician, the plumber, the, you know, all these different, which some of those are mom and pop shops, you know, sure. that do that work. And it's just a, it's fascinating. And we have to understand that we do all need each other in this economy that we have. It's all interconnected. And I spared you all from the numbers as it pertains to the global economy. Thank you. No, but... You know, but the reality yeah. is, is it's mu it's interconnected around the world, right? Yeah. And so supply chains and, you know, people that are exporting right now, any mm -hmm. business that's exporting has yeah. seen a decrease in yeah. what they're making for exports. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it's a fascinating time that we're living in. It it can be scary, but I think that my hope is that, you know, well, how I think of it is like, you know, I have my family, I got my husband, I got my kids, my extended family, my mom, my those those people are safe. And, you know, whatever happens, worst case scenario, we all live in a commune together. <laughs> we'll just put tents in our backyard and let everybody live here. And and <laughs> kids will sleep outside. Adults a, will get the best. Well, you gotta have something. Then, well, and, yeah, I mean, the reality is, is that we're we're so insulated from some sections of society mm -hmm. that are feeling massive yes. crush. Yes. I watched. I listened to a podcast earlier in the week interviewing a, a mom and pop in New Orleans that owned a restaurant mm -hmm. that opened their doors when New Orleans allowed for it, and like five people came in over the weekend. Right. And she was the one that was sharing. We took out a, a loan on our house to start this business. And if we can't make that, we lose our home. So there are people. It's a, do it's a it's domino. Not, not, it's a domino. Not everybody gets to have the opportunity to, to do the commune. You know, yeah, there's, I know. And I know you're teasing. But yeah. It's, I, a, it's a, there's a, ten, there's a tension mm -hmm. right now. All around the country, for sure. For so, sure. Well, oh. we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Airbnbs, not only nationally, but Short-term rental markets, because it could be Airbnb, but it no, might I'm be No, I'm specifically going to talk about Airbnb. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the other stuff, too, but it's going to be, we're going to be talking about that company in particular. Well, I'm excited to learn uh, okay. about Airbnb. Before we jump into our Airbnb stuff that you're going to yes. talk about, let's mm -hmm. talk about a featured home for this week, which I think will fit really well into the Airbnb. 41101 Sunday 
Bay Road in Deer Meadows, Washington. This is on Lake Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. This is, first of all, you should just come to our Facebook page to check out the pictures because this is beautiful with over 180 degree views of like in the, the kitchen. river valley. Mm -hmm. uh, this is listed by one of the brokers in the Realty One Group office. Um, it is listed for $450,000. It's a two-bed, three-bath, but mm -hmm. there is ability to put a third bedroom in the basement, which, by the way, because of the way it's built, is daylight right out looking out over the river. Um, amazing views. I think that it uh, obviously would be a great vacation home mm -hmm. or retirement home or something like that, like a place Se that you would a retire second home. to. Well, your, your uncle lives, <clears throat> so he's from Odessa. But well, then... he has a second home. In yeah, but then he area. bought the second home, and, and he practically lives there now because he just loves it so much. Yeah. Like, we have it's family beautiful. reunions there, and um, what a view. So, you know, it's not an exact location, but, you know, Lake Roosevelt, kind of big. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> so it's beautiful. If you want to see photos of the property, visit our Facebook page. Obviously, if you're interested in taking a look or walking through that right. appointment or that property, we'd be willing to set an appointment. Uh, you can find us at... Evo Real, E V O R E A L, on all the social media channels or at evoreal.com. You can contact us at 509 62 House. We'd be happy to show it to you. Awesome. Well, let's talk about Airbnb. Um, Airbnb has been hit really hard by this whole thing. Can you believe it? Surprise. Now, <clears throat> I, I did see um, that short term rentals in some states were considered non essential. I don't know if that was the case here in Washington non -essential State. Non-essential or essential? Non-essential. It would make sense that they would, most of them would be non-essential, don't you think? No. I mean, I think if people are stuck in a, you know, okay, so they're staying in a hotel and now they're stuck in that area because they can't leave or they're, someone okay. gets sick or something like that, it'd be nice to have a short-term rental. So anyway, I don't know if that was the case in Washington State. I wasn't paying attention to short-term rental. Certainly rentals, um, we couldn't. Yeah, rentals, you weren't able to show property and stuff, so yeah. um, I guess it would just be how you fit into the rules, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of Airbnbs, you're not showing the property people, you're doing everything on the internet and right. giving them the code to get in. Right. So. so here's the interesting thing about Airbnb. Airbnb in 2017 was worth $31 billion. At the end of April, they were worth $18 billion, which... That still seems like a lot of money, but when you look at it from a big picture, they uh, they lost a lot of money. That's now, here's here's some. So we're going to talk about it on a national level, and then we're going to talk it about it on a on a state level. I'm going to talk about it about it on a Spokane level. Okay. Okay. So nationally, they uh, over the past very short period of time have raised over one billion dollars in investment capital from some really big names in finance. Fidelity, uh, TR Price, a bunch of others. I want to say there's like three or four, um, which shows that at least those companies believe that's a vote of confidence, right? To right, say, right, right. okay, this is a short-term situation and they're going to bounce back. They're definitely a, a place to, to put your money. Which I think is fascinating. Um, they laid off though after this, so that 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 um, uh, infusion of cash didn't stop the bleeding because they laid off twenty five percent of their workforce, uh, which is nineteen hundred people. 
they cut their executive salaries by 50%. Um, and the, the CEO has said that he will not take a salary for six months. So they are definitely trying to keep as much cash as they possibly sure. can. The reality um, is, is I'm sure that they anticipate the ability to come back after all of this, but they have to weather the storm. Right. Um, so they were going to go public this year. So they, they were going to, they said that they waited. So last year they could have gone public, but they were like, we're going to do it in 2020. Apparently not a great idea. Um, so let me just give you a little bit of history about Airbnb. In 2007, two roommates, Joe and Brian, were having trouble with their rent. And so they decided that they should rent out three air mattresses. They, so they rented out these three air mattresses to three different people, two guys, one gal, and they served them each breakfast the next morning. Um, <laughs> and this was in San Francisco when I guess the, the hotel market was really tight and people needed a place to stay um, for various conferences and things like that that, that happened in, in San Francisco. So that's how it started. And uh, then they started their website and it was literally air, bed, and breakfast. Um, so all those times we stayed in, a, in an Airbnb, we should have been getting breakfast the whole time. But I don't remember ever once getting breakfast from anybody. It's <laughs> so the word air comes That's from the air mattress, the air mattress which That's I didn't, hilarious. I don't think I really, I did not put that together. Um, in 2009, something really interesting happened related to the business. So they obviously, they, were, they brought another partner in, they were doing some work. Um, and this is interesting because it relates to our business um, in a big way as well. So they were trying to be profitable. They were making consistently $200 a week is how much they were making. This is not enough for them. They had a bunch of houses listed on their, on their website, but it wasn't, wasn't moving. They realized that their listings had poor quality pictures. So they, they just like beat the street, went out door to door to each of their listings and took the pictures themselves and retook the pictures. And within one week, they had doubled their profitability. Wow. So of course, that was still only $400 a week. But still, it made a huge difference. They, they had a, like a light bulb went on for them in that if, we're gonna, if you're going to do something over the internet, it better look good. Yeah. Um, and the moral of the story here for our business is if you have a great house and you have crummy pictures, it doesn't matter that you have a great house because people look at it as crummy. So too just, much, it's the, the internet economy. People yeah. are looking at the property online and they will not walk. They won't, they no. won't even drive by if no. pictures are garbage. So that's, that's just a, a little, a little something. So. We're going to now talk about it on a state level. And Matt, um, I want you to talk about this because you called one of our friends that has some Airbnbs. Yeah. And I'd like to find out kind of how coma. this has affected them. Yeah, it was really insightful. So in talking to him, he said in March, so um, in recent history, they would be at about 98% occupancy. So only 2% vacancy, which is pretty remarkable. And in March and April, they went down to like 45%, I think, in right. March, 48% in April, so mid-40s, mid-upper 40s. Good. That that's, is still pretty good, but comparatively speaking, a significant drop. Right. He did say that May is coming back strong, um, but he had an interesting insight, mm -hmm. uh, not being someone that's been too involved in short-term rentals, is in his opinion, there's two groups of short-term rentals. 
there's the um, there's the short-term rentals that are vacation properties, and right. then there's what he and his wife do, which is they compete with local hotels for people that are there for business conferences or visiting family, and they're they're just having it. They want an alternative to a hotel room, right? And so his, in his opinion. Uh, that's going to come back more quickly than the vacation stuff sure. because the people that have to go to Tacoma for some reason are going to have to go to Tacoma. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so now let's get a little bit more hyper local about Spokane. Um, <clears throat> I reached out to somebody that I know that also does Airbnbs, and they said on March 18th the cancellations just started rolling in, and they had everything was canceled for March and April. Mm -hmm. Everything. Um, and then they started to just trickling in, they started to get more longer term reservations, which is what we were talking about, right? Not people coming for a vacation, but people maybe needing to be here for uh, a reason. And they felt like maybe it was safer than a hotel. Sure. Um, and so now that's going to be, it's going to be more long term. When I say that's long interesting longer that people term, would think it safer than a hotel, but I guess it's like one group of people was in that house that right. you could and wipe places in, down in if a you way wanted it's to. Or... Contactless, right? Sure. You don't have to meet. You go. You get a thing out of a a, a box. You don't have to interact hmm. with people. There's some. It's interesting because so just generally speaking, when they do those longer term leases, it's not as profitable. So if you bought your Airbnb to just be that an Airbnb, and you were counting on that cash flow that you get for short term. And now you're having to do longer, like three month term, you could be in trouble because you might not have put enough cushion into that if you were counting on the three day, the, the four day, because you make more money on that. Um, <clears throat> so, cancellations, hotels versus Airbnb, hotels still blow Airbnb out of the water because, you know, within 24 hours, you can call any of your hotels and, and cancel and say, sorry, I can't do it anymore. And you don't have a penalty. Where with Airbnb, they let the hosts decide what their cancellation policy, and some of them are really strict and some mm -hmm. of them are really loose. And so that's been a really interesting thing. So are we going to see it come back? That is what we don't know. And hotels are definitely vying for that business. You know, that some of the stuff that, that Airbnbs maybe can't do quite as well as a hotel. I mean, hotels are like, have these guns now that they like spray in the room to like disinfect the air and I mean it's kind of fascinating the lengths that they're going to to try and to try and figure this whole thing out um it's it, it will be interesting as with all of this that's going on to see how it kind of susses out at the at the end yeah I could see there being uh vacation properties starting to again especially if it was like well I can afford this vacation property because I can rent it out when I'm not there and now all of a sudden there's been two months where I didn't get it rented out right. or all of my summer vacations are canceling or half of them are not, yeah. you know, it will be interesting to see what happens with that. So yeah. So, uh, that'll be, be so if you're to interested watch. in getting into that market, could be a good opportunity at this point to pay attention to what's going to happen there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'll be interested to know what, how we feel when we start to travel, are we going to be more comfortable in hotels? because of cancellation policies and maybe we feel like they're going to do a better job with disinfecting because the Marriott's of the world now are going to set like super strict sure. policies. Um, and yet, you know, a mom and pop may not be able to do that. So it's yeah, really interesting. We will continue to watch and see what happens with that. 
And Matt? We should kind of wrap let's up do, here with some numbers yeah, and let's maybe do it. talk a little bit about gardening. So let's talk about Spokane numbers. Uh, active listings, 1,036. That's down a little bit. Last week it was 1,156. So 150 or so. Not quite 150, 120 if I'm mm -hmm. doing my math. Uh, pending listings, 1,455. Last week it was 1,506, also down. Sold in the last seven days, 113. That's staying pretty steady. Sold in the last 30 days, 587. Last week it was 616, so again, it's down. Mm -hmm. uh, monthly inventory, 1.28 months of inventory. Last week, 1.3, so that's gone down. Uh, median sold price for seven days, 294. Last week it was 305. 30-day uh, median, 291. The week prior, 280. So, I mean, everything's staying pretty stable. Mm -hmm. the, the thing we just have to remember here is that we're at the end of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could like be, we should, we should be, be just up. blowing up right yeah, now, and yeah. that, so it's very delayed. I think there's just a lot of question marks on people's minds, and um, and you know we we're going to talk about what's happening this week, and really it's phase two. We're yeah. we're getting close to. Uh, we're taping this on Thursday. It will be aired on Saturday. So by so now, phase two could be implemented. There could be delays. We don't know, but it, it's coming quickly. Yeah, and so. So with that, we should probably wrap things up. Yeah. I guess we'll have to talk about gardens next week. Next week, guys. So thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, yes. you can find us at everreal.com. Uh, we enjoy spending some time with you on Saturday. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.